0: This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3 presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one
1: serving you. And quite the day for uh, the Houston Texans yesterday, Jamie and CJ Stroud. Uh, He's a a rookie and um, he, uh, took the Texans to a, uh, a victory yesterday, including a touchdown drive in the last 40 seconds as they won 39, 37 over Tampa Bay, uh, Baker Mayfield had, uh, taken Tampa Bay on a 10 play 61 drive, 61 yard drive to give them the lead with 46 seconds to go. But, uh, Stroud, uh, has a little ice in his uh, veins and, uh, takes takes Texans back down and, uh, Quite the day for him. as uh, He passed for uh, 470 yards and five touchdowns, passing totals the most ever by a rookie quarterback.
2: Yeah, you got to believe the Texans are feeling good about that draft choice mm-hmm. right now. No doubt, he looks like a guy that um, is going to be a good quarterback in the league. It was nice to see him. Uh, you know, that was a fun game at the end there, going back and forth. Is it? Is it finished up? And uh, maybe the the biggest highlight of the game, besides the game winning touchdown pass, is that they had to use a running back to kick a field goal. Right. And he did to give them the lead yeah. late before Mayfield marched the Buccaneers down the field. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so, entertaining game to watch. And, you know, if you're a Texans fan, you got to feel really good about the direction your team's going to be headed if, if he continues to develop.
1: Kicker went out in the first half with a quad injury. So, D'Amico Rhines went for two in subsequent touchdown attempts. But then when they had... Um, a chance to either take the lead on a field goal or gamble on a fourth down play. They, they was, went with the running back.
2: Yeah, I think it was take the lead. I think it was tied at 30 at the time.
1: Take the lead. Okay, take the lead. Take the lead. And uh, and then, uh, then Baker Mayfield and company go down and score, but without that field goal, they don't win the ball game. Correct. You know, and uh, so that's pretty cool. Do you know the last time, and I did not know this until I read this article, do you know the last time that a non-kicker kicked a field goal Wes Welker yes that is correct uh, Wes Welker uh, did it as a rookie for the Miami Dolphins in 2004 so how about that that's pretty cool maybe it would have been better if just
2: kind like, of forget that he was even with the Dolphins right. yeah and,
1: right he spent just, some time with with, uh, with other guys so
2: actually yeah. with the Chargers before that
1: Mm-hmm. yeah when they were in San Diego so there you go um so, well, we'll continue to talk about things from the NFL uh, from uh, from yesterday. Chiefs get a win in Frankfurt yesterday morning. Man, they scored twenty-one in the first half, and then give up fourteen in the second half. And it looked like that uh, Tua Tagovailoa and the Dolphins were about ready to tie it up, but they had problems with their line sack and then bad snap from center, and and Chiefs <laughs> took over, and you know. Victory formation, and then that was that. But that game very, very easily could have been tied and headed to overtime there in the in the waning moments, because there wasn't much time left for the Chiefs to try to, to make a comeback and at least in uh, in regulation. But uh, that was uh, that was not the case because uh, Cowboys or the Chiefs put some pressure on on the uh, Dolphin on the Dolphins and uh, get uh, get a stop and then get a sack and then on uh, fourth down uh, they snapped the ball and didn't uh, didn't go very well for him so hey uh golden gloves are out uh for major league baseball rangers get just three gold
2: gloves huh just gold gloves golden, gold
3: gloves, gloves. Is yeah. boxing golden
1: gloves is boxing yeah you're right yeah
3: well they yeah you already won that one we don't need to worry about those <clears> they again. are
1: they are golden but you're right it's the gold glove winners uh but the rangers get three they get uh, nathaniel lowe at first base um Jonah Heim at catcher, and Adolis Garcia in right field. Uh, that's going to be something that uh, Josh Young wins at some point in time, I would think.
2: I think he has a chance. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, Matt Chapman got it yeah. for the, guy for the, the Blue, Blue Jays. for the Blue Jays is pretty dang good. Mm-hmm. So. But with the type of plays that he made, Josh made a bunch of highlight plays, obviously, in the playoffs in the World mm-hmm. Series. Um, so that, uh, that. that's probably something, but... But uh, we'll be down the line for him. Anybody get robbed on the Golden Gloves? Gold Gloves?
2: Uh not that it jumped out to me.
1: Okay. Yeah. No other, no other Rangers deserved anything, or.
2: I mean, I think they had a lot that made the finalist list that showed a good amount of respect for it. But I mean, you're not going to win them all.
1: No. The fact what? that
2: your team won three is pretty impressive.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Most uh, in franchise history,
2: so. I mean, there's only nine per league, so.
1: Well, they they now have a utility gold glove. Okay, 10. Which I, I, didn't, I didn't know that until I read this list last night, this morning. Um, the guy from the Astros uh, won at Dubon, which seems kind of odd to me. That, I think that, that must be new. Do you think that's new? Relatively new, like in the last? I think so. I mean, I just had never heard of a utility gold glove. But,
3: well, it's a way to tip the cap to somebody who doesn't start enough at any specific sure. position
1: on in the infield or outfield. That yeah, no,
3: I'm makes not. Get res- enough respectable plays and enough plus plays that you're like, this guy kind of deserves it.
1: Yeah, I'm not outraged by it by any stretch of the imagination. I just thought it was.
2: So help me out here, Jeff. Is he a guy that plays the infield also?
1: I, I don't know that it has to be
3: infield or outfield I think it's just someone well, plays multi- him a
2: utility man is he just an outfielder if he's just an if he just plays outfield is it is that a utility guy
3: well because the, the outfield specifically set up if you're playing multiple positions in the outfield or multiple positions on the infield in a, a given season you could play every game but not enough at any spe- a specific position to qualify for that position
2: now uh, correct me if if I'm wrong here, all three outfielders could be right fielders, right? I don't think so.
1: They list a left fielder, center fielder, and okay. a right fielder. All
2: right, so I am wrong then on that. Okay. So the utility guy in this situation is just a fourth outfielder.
3: Or an extra inv- you're uh, a rotating guy in. Okay,
2: well, I know he plays the outfield. I'm asking you, does he play the infield?
3: The Astros guy? I yes. don't know. Yes.
2: This, okay. this I don't know. All right, I'll stop asking questions.
1: Well, I mean you can keep asking questions. We, we yeah. may not we may not yeah, know. I don't I don't we may not know. I don't answer. know if
2: he does. It just seems odd to call a guy a utility guy mm-hmm. and he's just an outfielder. He's not a utility guy, he's just a fourth outfielder. Right. A utility guy who is a guy who either pitches and plays in the field or plays outfield and plays infield or maybe a catcher who also plays first or third or something like that. But if he's just an outfielder, he's not a utility guy, he's just a fourth outfielder.
1: No, I I I get what you're saying. Yeah. In his Wiki, Wikipedia, they list him as a Honduran professional baseball utility player. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I've never, I never noticed him ever playing infield. Yeah. But may, maybe he played some second base or something that I don't know about.
1: But I would also. So maybe
2: the Astros fans could help me out.
1: Couldn't you also classify, I mean, it would be hard, because usually your position guys are in there every day. I mean, you're not platooning. You know, you're, unless it's your first baseman, but usually you're usually first, second, short, third, catcher are pretty much set.
2: It just depends on the team.
1: Yeah, but for the most for the most part, I mean, you might have some switching around with the outfield depending on if it's a left-handed hitter, a right-handed hitter, a or pitcher, or whatever.
2: Again, I mean, if you don't have a dominant second baseman and you have a right-handed hitter and a left-handed hitter and they're mm-hmm. they're both okay, then you you platoon and. Play to who's pitching those days. I mean that that stuff happens.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how many games he played in each portion of the of the field for the Astros this past year, but anyway, he he reached career highs in every offensive category. He played in 132 games, had 76 runs scored. So. He appeared most at second base, 79 games, center field 29, and shortstop 9, left field 9, right field 2, first base 2, and third base 1.
2: Completely legit. Yeah. Yeah. The chat line is saying that he played both infield and outfield. Again, when when I saw him this year, he was in the outfield every time. But he could definitely hit, so he definitely was a guy who legitimately is a utility player.
1: He had a gold glove. (laughs) He gets a gold glove (laughs) as a result we his. knew that
2: that wasn't in question <laughs> what was in question is
1: did he play infield yeah <laughs> yes he clearly does <clears throat> took us a long time to get there but we solved it. we solved yes. the mystery
0: yes oh man your daily dose of sports and fun this is the morning drive podcast from double t973 presented by cantex roofing and construction
1: not always accurate not as fair just try keyword try to be entertaining uh estacado as i mentioned will be on the high school fan zone tonight along with Coronado. Estacado. Uh, a winner on Friday night over the Lakeview Chiefs, sixty-three nothing. Yikes! <laughs> yeah, yikes. yikes! Yikes! For the Chiefs, the Matadors slapped them around, mm-hmm. and they'll be uh, they'll be in playoff action. I think I said earlier three A. They're in Class Four A. So, my apology for that mistake. They'll take on El Paso Bowie. Estacado uh, finished the regular year eight and two. They'll play Friday night at six, and that will be at uh, Pecos's Eagle Stadium. Uh, Lubbock Cooper is in action on Thursday, and they'll uh, take on El Paso Parkland. That is a 5 p.m. game. Parkland is six and four. Cooper is seven and three. And so we'll have that game at 4:30 Thursday afternoon on 100.7. The score, and then the friendship game is Friday night. We'll have it here on Double T ninety-seven-three. They face El Paso Eastwood, and that will be in El Paso at Trooper Stadium. Trooper, yeah. Trooper, Trooper Stadium. So be uh, be looking for that. And that uh, trooper, uh, that uh, El Paso Eastwood team is nine and one. Friendship is eight and two heading into uh, heading into the playoffs. All right, no Big Twelve football Saturday for Texas Tech. Of course, the Red Raiders uh, defeated TCU on Thursday. They got a little bit of an extended break um, with um, a little bit of work on Friday. They had Saturday off. They did practice yesterday. I don't know to to what total extent, but I think it was. I don't know what day they were on. I think it's it was their usual Sunday. Would be my guess. Joy McGuire will meet with the media today and kind of give us the ups and downs of where they are. Uh, I, I'm I'm curious if we'll see Mason Tharp again this year. Um, and curious if we'll see how much more we'll see of uh, Jacob Rodriguez. Uh, will he get more playing time uh, at that linebacker spot? Because it seemed to seemed to work out pretty well on. Uh, on Thursday, but you never know, coming off of um, coming off the game, how that foot responded, et cetera, et cetera. And if there are any other guys that were dinged up that are going to keep you out of the, the game on, on Saturday.
2: Yeah, I guess um, I, I would assume that Rodriguez is going to continue to play. I don't mm-hmm. know how you would sit him at this point.
1: Well, um, I mean, just if, he, if he's going to get to play more was my, my question.
2: Like more in the game? Yeah, okay.
1: yeah, well, yeah, more yeah, in I the
2: game. Yeah, I would assume if is the he moves away from that injury that they will – yeah. Let him get out there more. Sure. He's a good player, no doubt. Sure. You're kind of in a mode here where you need to win to get to a bowl game, so I think you're gonna you're gonna fire all your bullets.
1: No, no, no. I just didn't know if he if like if he re aggravated it or anything like that. Just that be that was my that was really my primary question there more than more than if he's gonna play. I mean, if he's healthy, he's gonna play. I mean, there's like you said. I mean, they've got to win two of their last three to get themselves bowl eligible. Tech four and five. And they take on a Kansas team that's coming off of a win that's it's now seven and two uh on the season. What was uh, what was your take of uh of week ten uh in the Big Twelve? They call it week they called it week ten, um because of just kinda of how it even though you've only played nine games. Um
2: first takeaway uh early in the day is um I don't know man there's something to be said for for playing the game in a way and I'm going to Texas and K-State here where the old school old school style of football of you don't go for it all the time on every fourth down you don't i don't know i just i was blown away by fourth and goal k-state going or not yeah yeah. fourth and goal k-state going for it not kicking the field goal extending the game i was i was blown away i i just think that we've coaches have just gone over the edge with this just go for it go for it go for it and we all we do is you know blame it on the analytics and all that i just man i don't it, maybe if it's the two-yard line, I feel differently and feel like, oh, you got a good chance to run it too. So you, you have you have to force the defense to, you know, prepare or be ready for both the pass and the run. But fourth and four, I, I just I felt like it was a terrible decision at the start at the time by K State, um, especially when you had been the better team at the end of that game. Mm-hmm. Texas's offense looked horrible at the end of that game. Uh, you were winning the battle up front uh, on defense, and they're playing a young quarterback. And I don't know. I mean, I think he's a great coach. I think he's done a great job. Um, I just, I did not. If that was the Red Raiders, I'd have been furious. Yeah. I would have been furious. Mm-hmm. Kick the field goal, extend the game. Yeah. I, I just don't. Fourth, like I said, four, four yards. Too many for me to be going for it in that mm-hmm. situation
1: mm-hmm. I,
2: now, I, I just um, I was not a fan of that
1: I, and, and i didn't hear um any discussion on that other than I wonder if the twenty seven yard field goal that he missed played into that uh that k state missed chris tennant
2: okay, but he made the next he
1: one. made the next one from forty four and i yeah. I completely agree with you i mean if if that had been Texas Tech and your and my my assumption, Jamie, is that third and goal, or for, you know, the third and goal, uh, that you probably would have gone for it. The tech would have gone for it as well, in overtime.
2: You mean fourth and goal?
1: Yeah, fourth and goal. I'm sorry.
2: Okay. If, they, yeah. if they'd have kicked it on third, I'd have been disappointed. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> fourth and fourth and goal.
2: No. And if they didn't go for it, <laughs> third, uh. Yeah. And that's my assumption, I guess. I don't. I don't really know. Uh, man, that I just that that was massive, especially when you're talking about the implications of, um, you, you know that 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 was as I said last week. It felt like a semifinal game for the Big Twelve championship game.
1: K State got down seventeen, nothing trail. Yeah, they were getting dominated. They, they were, and and they, and then. Not only did they get down 17 nothing. should have been worse. should have been worse. But then at one point, they were down 27-7. to Yeah. You know? And, and
2: Texas just kept turning the ball over mm-hmm. at the end there. Young, they clearly had the young quarterback rattled. And Murphy, I mean, he was playing terrible. I mean, the, the Texas offense was horrendous. That's why I say, why leave it up to one play there? I mean, you were the better team at that point. Kick the field goal. Extend the
1: game. Yeah, Malik Murphy was 19-37, 248 yards, threw a touchdown, two interceptions. Meanwhile, Will Howard, uh, he was 26-42, 327 yards, four touchdowns, threw one interception. It's like, man, I'm I'm with you. What are you thinking? Defense has kind of proven that you can get off the field, you know, extend the game, go into the second overtime and see what happens. Yeah.
2: But that wasn't the thing that stuck in my head the most. Um, we'll go to the next game when we come back from the break because that was embarrassing.
0: The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good
1: morning with Jamie Lent, Jeff McGuire, and Chuck Hines. Yates Foreign Center chat line is open. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Visual Edge IT hotline open as well at... Uh, Eight zero six seven seven one zero nine seven three. So Saturday's game is eleven a.m. kickoff from Memorial Stadium there in Lawrence, and uh, we'll have optimum game day live coverage beginning at seven a.m. And uh, the Red Raiders lead this series twenty-two to two. Okay, so it's eleven and one in uh, Lawrence, and then obviously eleven and one here. Consistency. <laughs> yeah, consistency. That's right. Uh, this is just the second. Time in this series, the Texas Tech will face a Kansas team that is ranked.
2: <laughs> oh, 08, the other one?
1: I know they were ranked in 08.
2: Yeah, they were pretty good. And...
1: Yeah, 08 or 07. I can't no, remember. It, they it were been... ranked in 08 for yeah, sure. Right, I'm just trying to remember which year you played them because there was that funky. Well,
2: you played them in you, the 08
3: year. Yeah,
1: you played them in the yeah. 08 year, so it would have been 08, yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah, funny enough, I went back, yeah, I'm you know, part of this day in sports history, I've been trying to include more Red Rider stuff in there, and I was going through wins in the 08 season, and I got to the Kansas win. I was like, should I put a Kansas win on this schedule? You know, you know, for you know, magical things of '08, you don't necessarily think of a win over Kansas, and then you look at that game, and go, oh, they were ranked like this was a, a top ten matchup at the like top fifteen matchup at the time. That was a big game.
2: Yeah, they were good for a couple of years there.
1: A couple of years, yeah. yeah. Uh, somebody says this. What happened with Oklahoma State and KU this season? They are shocking. Uh, you could include West Virginia in that group too. Yeah, and maybe West Virginia of the three is the most surprising, Jamie, because they're bowl eligible now. They're, they're mm-hmm. you know, and and with the teams that they have left to play, I mean they they have a legitimate chance to win eight games because they finish with Oklahoma. Uh, Cincinnati and Baylor. I believe is the uh, are the three that they finished with. I think
2: there's definitely uh, a case that could be made that the schedule this year had definitely benefited a few teams. and mm-hmm. I think those are three of them right there where their schedules weren't as tough as other teams. I'm not trying to say that you know the Red Raiders would be in their position if they were had their schedule. I'm not suggesting that at all, but I, I think that, um, I mean, as soon as the schedule came out, we were all looking at it and going, oh, my goodness, it's so easy for Oklahoma State, right? And um, we've seen, like, that schedule you are just talking about for West Virginia with what they have left. And um, it just feels like Kansas hasn't had to uh, face the gauntlet. But I, I don't know. I mean, they they, they beat Oklahoma. Um, so, I mean, I think they deserve credit for that. Uh you know, that uh, Oklahoma State win against them because I think Kansas is a good team. So give Oklahoma State credit for that one. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it, it does feel like some schedules were a little bit easier than others and and teams have benefited from that. But um, I don't know what else you can do when you have more teams in your conference than you're going to play. You know, it was great when you everybody had to play everybody. Sure, That's just not – the reality of the way it is anymore
1: and and look here's the deal how much different would you feel about your season right now so texas techs four and five ku seven and two and what if what if texas tech had played missouri state illinois nevada i think dickens on tech talk the other day made a great point about you know looking at just the the two schedules um i mean they start off their three and oh with non-conference play and they They've lost two games that they probably what you would expect them to lose. They lost at Texas, forty to fourteen. Although that game was closer than the score indicated, and then despite how they played, they were five and one going into the Oklahoma State game. They lost that game, thirty nine thirty two. Now Oklahoma State has played obviously very well at home with that win, and then what they did last week, last Saturday against Oklahoma State, uh, the, the one true quality win on their schedule is Oklahoma. They they won. 38 to 33, but like they beat BYU in Lawrence 38 to 27. They beat Iowa State on the road 28 to 21. So it's like you said, I mean, it's not like they've had this gauntlet of a schedule.
2: But then again, like who is good in the Big 12 conference? I mean, they played Oklahoma State, they played Oklahoma, they played Texas, mm-hmm. right? They're going to play Kansas State. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's good? Well, I, think, I think I just rattled off the teams that are we all think are decent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Decent, right. And 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 you would I'd tell you Texas I, I'd tell you Texas, but then I mean they had they escaped. They escaped with a win over K State. I don't know if they're the seventh best team in the country.
2: yeah I do not I d I don't I don't know if they are or not either. I, I don't know.
1: You know, but uh yeah, and, I
2: I don't know. I, You know, the point about, well, wouldn't you have loved to have had their non-conference schedule? I, I would have just liked for us to play better at Wyoming. Yeah. How about that? Just don't, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Stub your toe. Sit
2: there and, you know, mess in your britches for three quarters.
1: Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. You win that game and. You know, makes it makes things a little bit different. So uh, I
2: don't, you know, I don't look at their schedule. Well, they had a weaker schedule. No, you're supposed to win games. You're supposed to win.
1: Mm-hmm. And that was the game you're supposed to win. yeah
2: Okay. Yeah. So, so I don't let, get bent out of shape over the Oregon thing. I mean, you played a you played, played
1: well good game. Yeah. You
2: could have won it. No question. Mm-hmm. If you didn't turn it over. So, so,
1: so let me ask you this: uh, West Virginia is six and three. They play at uh, Oklahoma this week, and then they'll play. At home against Cincinnati, and then it'll finish up on the Saturday after Thanksgiving at Baylor. At six and three, is Neil Brown safe now, or does he need to win one or two of those last three games?
2: Well, I think he's gonna win a couple of those games. Yeah. I think they're gonna be eight wins in the regular season. I think he's definitely safe.
3: You're gonna fire you're talking about the possibility of firing your coach who has doubled your wins from last year already? I'm just asking
1: I'm not I'm, saying I'm
3: I, asking the question about your question.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the question I have. The question yeah. I have is they if they lose out and he finishes six and six, I, I think that I think he's I okay, think he's but, in jeopardy.
2: Okay. If he does. Now tell me the teams again.
1: At OU, Cincinnati at Baylor.
2: Yeah, I mean Cincinnati.
1: He should be he should win that game.
2: Yeah. I mean, if if that were the case, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, you're not you're not sitting here right now thinking that's going to happen.
1: No, I I just I mean they very well could win at Baylor too. They could. I mean, heck, they who knows what Oklahoma, what kind of shape they're going to be in. I mean, I wasn't necessarily sh- surprised that they beat BYU, but I was surprised they beat them as bad as they did, thirty-seven to seven.
2: Sure, sure. No, I would agree with that. You know, I I mean, I would have thought they were going to win, but I, I would have thought it would have been a decent game.
1: Um, I'm. I don't know if I'm surprised or not about Houston and Baylor. Houston won in overtime, 25-24. Um, maybe the, the fact that it was in Waco. Um, and, you know, the fact that both 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 teams have had disappointing um, seasons. Um, you know, so Houston's now 4-5 um, and five on the year. And, you know, they're still fighting for a bowl game. Uh, Donovan Smith was 21-27, 236 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Yeah. donovan smith kind of day 20, 20 carries 66 yards and ran for a touchdown too so you know he took him took him to took him to that victory uh yeah,
2: there's, there's just nothing at the bottom of this conference that's surprising me at this point
1: mm-hmm.
2: there's just so much bad
1: yeah so um what's your what's your big what's your take going into this week in terms of what do you feel more confident after what you saw Thursday? Um, what questions do you still have from, from for Texas Tech going into this week that that maybe you didn't get answered last Thursday with the win over TCU?
2: Uh, can you be more consistent on offense? If you remember back to Thursday, I know it feels like forever ago, but if you remember back to Thursday, I mean you just were silent offensively in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. You know, when you had the lead and it felt like you were about to put that game away, your offense just went in the tank. Couldn't for a do quarter. it. Yeah. And give them credit for flipping it the switch and getting it going again in the fourth. But really, that was your felt like it was your defense that sparked them with the interception at mm-hmm. that point. Uh, that kind of re-kickstarted the Tech offense.
1: Bailed them out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah,
2: because you were you were heading nowhere fast through. Th- you know, in that third quarter.
1: Yeah, it looked like you were about to kind of blow a halftime lead of, what, 21-7. to 7.
0: The Morning Drive Podcast from Double T-97-3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T-97-3.
2: All right, guys, I want you to pull out your Red Raider basketball schedule. Okay. And I want you to tell. I'm not trying to be negative here. I'm trying to make it easy by asking it this way.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: How many losses do you expect in non-conference play?
1: Okay. Uh, before I before I say none, let me let me let me look. <laughs> before Sorry. I say none.
2: Oh, you're going to play some tough teams in some I tournaments.
1: Know. I know. Right. Uh, right. That's why I said before I say none. Let me let me let me pull that up. Okay. Basketball schedule. For the men. Uh they play uh Wednesday night, they'll play uh Texas AM Commerce. That will be a win. I'm not gonna go through the whole thing. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm not gonna do Jeff, that. Jeff, do you have
2: me. an answer while he thinks? Two.
3: Um I, I don't know where the I've got I've got three teams that I look at that I'm like I don't, I don't feel good about this one, but I think you'll get one of those three. Um, whoever your second opponent is in the battle for Atlantis kind of puts that up in the air because uh, you don't know where that falls. But Villanova, Butler. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about Vanderbilt. I think that Vanderbilt's a win. I don't know that I put that in the same category. So I'm, I'm, Three. Three? Three losses? No, two. Two. Staying with two.
2: Wow. I'm gonna go with just two and I'm gonna say both are gonna happen on Paradise Island.
1: Wow. I'll say uh I'll I'll take uh I'll take one. I mean I'll take I'll take two. I'm gonna take the Villanova game at Paradise Island and then uh at Butler. I think that's gonna be a tough game.
2: At Butler. Okay. Yeah. I still yeah. have the Red Raiders win that one. The home game against Oral Roberts. The uh Neutral side against Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. um, you know, could be testy ones.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but i I think your I think your only losses are going to be in the Bahamas and non conference play. I think you can win at Butler.
1: It'd be great if you could, um, you know, figure out a way to at least split there. Or man, if you if you, if you if you won, if you if you beat Vanderbilt or Villanova, I should say,
2: it's going to be hard to split there when you play three games. <laughs>
1: Okay, I didn't realize. I didn't realize it was three games there. Okay, yeah, you're right. It'd be nice to win one, you know. It'd oh. Be nice to win all three. Yeah, right? that'd be great. That'd be great one. to win all three. Yeah, you just
2: figure the competition will be mm-hmm. tough there.
1: Yeah the the other the other teams that are playing there, uh, Arkansas, Memphis, Michigan, North Carolina, Northern Iowa, Stanford, and like I said, Villanova. In addition to. Uh, the Red Raiders.
2: Yeah, sounds like a good group.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, that'd be a, that'd be a great place to, great place to go um, to, to, to see that in action. Um, and like you said, I mean, there's, there's tough teams there with, I mean, Northern Iowa. <laughs> but I mean, you look at Arkansas, Memphis, Michigan, North Carolina, uh, Villanova. I mean, and then you have Northern Iowa, Stanford, and Texas Tech. Man, it's, I mean, that's a, Like I said, that's a really, 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 really good group. Um,
2: So I guess that's good news because we're not predicting you lose any at home. Right. So we can all leave happy after the uh, conference.
1: (laughs) I mean, I'm sure that somebody could come in there and, you know, have a night, so to speak. Um, I just don't know enough yet about uh, the teams that they're playing to say at home, here's one that would. Could cause you a problem.
2: Uh, Obviously, Oral Roberts has been a really good basketball Mm -hmm. team, but I think they've uh, that's kind of come and gone. Their stud point guard is now playing for the Longhorns. That's super fun. Yeah. Uh,
1: So you'll you'll see them right away, too.
3: I I don't know enough about Sam Houston to put them in that category. Except compared to last, you know, I don't know what this year's team looks like compared to last year. But they were twenty-six and eight last year.
1: I. You know, there was a there was a time when I was that I a large majority of those eight
2: came in non-conference play.
1: Yeah, I see. There, there, there was a time when I was really kind of um, curious about, um, or maybe wondering how good this team is. I'm starting to begin to be, beginning to think this team might be better than what we think. And look, I mean, at at this point in time, as you start this season, if if I said to you, Jamie you're going to you're going to make the NCAA tournament but you're going to go out and you're going to be one and done. Would you take that right now? Yeah. Yeah, I, think I would. Yeah, I think I would too. I think I would too. If
3: you were to offer me 500 in Big 12 play right now, which I think is what gets you into the tournament, I would take that in a heartbeat right now. Mm-hmm. Compared to last year? Yeah. Huge improvement from last year. And and I know that you got I don't
2: got... know this last year that you spoke. Of.
3: <laughs> Uh, I never had heard of it. M- nightmares. I mean, that that's those were true. Those weren't dreams. But those we wouldn't
1: weren't. have taken we wouldn't have taken 9 and 9 in the Big 12 this time last year and we wouldn't have taken a one and done in the tournament last year going into that season.
3: No. No. Should have
1: <laughs> We should. What have, a mess.
3: Yeah. Should have taken 8 and 4 at the beginning of the football season too. What
1: a mess. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But didn't uh, didn't really work out for you um, at all. So the men's basketball season will begin on Wednesday night. They'll take on Texas A and M Commerce. We'll have it for you here on Double T ninety seven three. The tip is at seven o'clock on Wednesday night. That's exciting. We'll get uh, get that thing underway. Yeah, get it going.
2: I'm anxious to see this team. I mean, I I definitely. You know, you started those last comments there. were talking about. Feeling better about the team or whatever, I don't know how you don't after you do you win that game against Texas A and M or think it's going to be a top twenty team this year or whatever. So um, that's all we have to go on at this point, right? I guess if there was another scrimmage going on, but I, I don't know what happened there. So uh, all I know is you beat a good A and M team, and so that gives me hope that you can be a team that's going to finish somewhere between. I don't know, seven, eight, nine in the Big Twelve conference, ten, whatever. And like mm-hmm. Jeff said, I think if you're five hundred and big twelve play, you're you're making the tournament. Yeah, and, and if you're five hundred and big twelve play, I bet you're closer to seven than you are ten in the
1: conference.
0: Okay. So. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good
1: morning with Jamie Lent, Jeff McGuire, and Chuck Hines. We come to you this morning from the First United Bank Studio. Look forward to hearing from you in the Yates Flooring Center chat line, Visual Edge IT hotline. All right, some things here from the Yates Flooring Center chat line, Jamie. Uh, I think Jeff is thinking about greased pig Contest with regard to kids getting to keep the mutton. Uh, Syntex Inc. I think We're-
3: that's exactly what I'm thinking of, actually. <laughs> That that That's a bigger light bulb in the back of my head that just went off. That is the grease pig and not the mutton butt. My bad.
1: Is it, uh, is it one of the new energy light bulbs or is it the old incandescent?
3: Oh, this one's barely. This is like a, a one amp bulb. You just barely see it in the background.
1: Okay. Uh, this, sorry, Jeff, mutton busting is toddler bull riding. They get a buckle trophy or buckle. They don't get to keep the sheep. That from Syntex Inc. If they keep the sheep, that'd be the first time I've heard that. They get belt buckles and maybe some tack. Do you know what tack is? I do not. That's like the stuff for your saddles and spurs and just, it's like equipment. Tack. Tack. They call it tack. And I probably, I've probably downplayed it more than what it really is, but tack. It's just like equipment, right, Jeff?
3: What are you asking me for? I have been proving I'm an idiot when it comes to this
1: stuff. Uh, Cameron, I don't believe they keep the sheep. Some rodeos do the calf scramble in a way where you raise the calf, you catch and show it the following year. I did that in Houston. I wonder how... That's neat. I wonder how Jamie the calf is doing, if it's ready to be a hamburger yet. Not sure. Okay. Uh, This, I'm a 97 graduate from Abernathy, and my grandmama worked in the school cafeteria. We are a close-knit family there and are so proud of Bryson. I get chills every time he gets announced and they show Abernathy, Texas on the screen. We do know how to play sports here on the South Plains of Texas. That from Mr. B. Okay, Mr. B. Uh, I don't think that's a thing, at least not for the ABC Rodeo. Can't speak for Cook's Rodeo, okay? We get it wrong, Jeff. <laughs> so Chuck, all these people you meet at the game, is really just you doing all the talking? No listening? I'd listen some i listen for highlights of what they're saying. <laughs> try. I try to do a better job of listening. <laughs> I try to do a better job. Uh, uh, man helping man. Avoid the Marcia Sharp. Avoid the intersection of Marcia Sharp and 179 and Wolfert. There's an accident under the bridge and nothing is moving. Uh, this is cool. My weekend was great. I went to the Rangers World Series Parade. Good for you. Awesome. You know, I was thinking about this and... I've I've looked and I haven't I haven't found anything, um, and I don't I don't know what what it says. Okay, but I'll just tell you what what I'm thinking about here. I didn't hear of any like rioting, looting, turning over of cars, burning of things after the Rangers won the World Series. That's good. Yeah, I, that's it, great. That that is that's good. Awesome. That is good. So the, the but the the flip side of that of that was okay. Well, I know people cared because they had like five hundred thousand people at the parade. That's what they estimated it in. Um, and then I read one article. That, well,
2: you would think the burning of cars and flipping of cars would have happened on Wednesday night. Sure. Right. 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 Not, right. not for the parade. Not for
1: the parade. But I mean, but I, I didn't see anything like Thursday, Thursday or Friday about any kind of rioting or any, because, you know, sometimes that happens in cities after, I mean, after whether it's the world series or Super Bowl or NBA, I mean, they had some of that in Denver after the Nuggets won the NBA championship. And, you know they've had that from time to time in other cities you know sure, sure. uh so i think that's uh i think that's pretty cool
2: also felt like i i mean i saw a lot of the highlights of the parade or whatever and i felt like the players didn't i didn't see anybody trying to pour six beers into their mouth at the same time and mm-hmm. smashing them on their foreheads and throwing them at fans or anything that's good yeah so i felt like they handled themselves a lot better than others that we've seen yeah that's, Did that's, you
3: see any videos of Josh during the parade? I uh-huh. looked and I didn't see any. Yes.
2: Okay. I yes. mean, I'm so assuming there, he there was were there. Three other people in the back of the truck. I couldn't tell uh, for certain, but it looked like his mom and dad were with him.
1: <laughs> okay, and so and so that was the next point I was going to bring up. What the Rangers players decided to do is that they the Ranger players each wanted their own individual vehicle truck so that they could take their families with them, uh, people that had been with them on this journey, as opposed to one big bus where they all stood on top yeah. with I mean, executives so I, and things like that. So I thought that was cool. A lot of really guys cool. with their
2: wives and kids and yeah. stuff like that. I thought
1: yeah. that was awesome. Yeah, I thought that was, Goffy, thought that was really cool. Josh
2: being a younger guy and not married. I couldn't tell who the other person was, but yeah. But I think it was awesome he took his mom and dad. Clint sure. asked me if it was Jace. And I felt like, yeah, but the Tigers don't want Jace in the championship parade for the right. <laughs> Probably
1: Jace would be like, hey, I'll wait for mine, right? I'll wait for, I'll wait it, for mine. They can forgive him for his cool. brother.
2: Yeah.
3: They can't forgive him for being in the parade. Yeah,
2: still kind of would have been cool. Like, all right, Jace, the Tigers, like, yes, you can ride with him, but we want you in full-on Tigers gear.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, this from our uh, mutton-busting kids' dad championship from over the weekend. He took home, I'm presuming he, took home a belt buckle and $100. I'm really grateful we did not take home the sheep. One did escape into the stands, so that was entertaining.
2: <laughs> Sweet.
1: <laughs> Great, grateful we did not take home the
3: sheep. You know, we were asked for more rodeo conversation.
1: Right. It, has, it has been achieved. Here we go. Tack is saddle, bridle, saddle, blanket, and reins. Okay. Uh, Syntax Hanks says this. Yes, Chuck, you're right about tack. Uh, mutton busting isn't judged. Score just given by the announcer. Tackis, spurs, chaps, shaps, etc. Okay. Uh, that's pretty much what it is, Chuck. That from Bullfighter. And they're not using the Jamie the calf hamburger meat. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it would be like high quality meat, like a, uh, slap burger or something like that.
2: Now, don't you call, you corrected yourself there. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the gear that cowboys wear, aren't those chaps? Chaps, not shaps.
1: Chaps, okay. The yeah, you corrected yourself. Well, I was trying to. I, was, I You're I was used like,
2: to correcting yourself when you talk about LCU, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. But those really are chaps. Chaps,
1: okay. They're the they're chaps, and then LCU they're the shaps. Correct. Chaparels. Correct. Okay. It's it's confusing sometimes when people spell things the same way but it's pronounced differently. Sure. At least it is. At least. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I agree with that. At least it is. Like it live is. and live. Yeah. <laughs>
3: And we're broadcasting live.
1: <laughs> Somebody says this sounds like uh, Josh Young and Patrick Mahomes may have had two different experiences here at Texas Tech. Maybe so. I, I don't know.
2: Well, they definitely look like they definitely had different experiences in the parade. In the parade, yeah, right? That's sure. Hey,
1: one one other thing. I was uh, I was on my way to the airport yesterday afternoon. I was listening to the Chiefs post game, and uh, and I was getting directions and. And I heard the I heard the commercial, and, and then at the end it says, "From here it's possible." And I'm like, "Oh, hey, that was a Texas Tech commercial that was really cool, on the Chiefs post game, because they're you know promoting the fact that Patrick Mahomes is, you know, one of ours and here and there and he's everywhere and I don't know. I just thought it was. I heard this from here it's possible. I'm like, "Wow, that's Texas Tech line." Oh wait a minute, that was the Texas Tech commercial. <laughs> How about that?
2: <laughs> like the rest of it, you didn't notice well, they I didn't, were talking I was, about was, Texas
1: Tech? I didn't hear them. That I goes back the, to the whole listening you, thing. Again, selective me. listening. Selective listening. This has
0: been the Morning Drive podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T97 3 podcasts at double T97